0: Oh.
1: Hey, now I can hear you.
0: Alright, cool. Yeah, this thing. I trash this, this app about once a fucking episode. Every episode starts to be in it because it's always fucking up when you're trying to record remotely. I don't it's know. It's
1: cool though, I never heard of it before.
0: Really? Yeah, it's been it's, it's gotten me through a lot. I mean, um, you know, because I was so fucking lazy in starting a podcast and then I seen that guy Gary V that everyone like posts when they want to seem so inspirational and shit. That guy, Chuck. you ever heard of him? No, I'm, I have no dude. idea who that is. Is
1: he a little, like a meditation person or something?
0: No, no, he's an entrepreneur. And he's this little white guy that's always cursing and stuff. And I don't give a fuck what you do. You always grind, grind, grind. One of those guys. You ever sleep?
1: He anyway, sounds like a basketball
2: coach.
0: Yeah, he, he's probably better off being that. But he always, uh, you know, people always use him for like inspiration. Like, and um, he was about this app, and, and I was like, oh shit, you know, let me try it. And because I was so lazy to start something, and then I downloaded it, and it's been, it's been great. It takes, all, it takes away all of the excuses.
1: Yeah, it seems like a great idea. I didn't even know this existed, but it's cool. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. you're opening my eyes.
0: <laughs> I got to start somewhere. Yeah, you know I mean, but how you been? I haven't seen, haven't spoken to you since the uh, since you had me on your great podcast um,
2: that you have
0: with uh Sarah.
1: I guess I'm doing okay. It's like we're almost out of the pandemic, almost.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so that's hopeful that things will slowly return to the way they were. Um, yeah. It is interesting. I was talking to someone the other day, and I guess from being. Mostly inside the house, you know, the last year. Once you start going Mm -hmm. back outside, you just realize, like, I might have to learn how to be socialized back into, like, the community. Mm -hmm. There's just so many people, and I don't want to be around any of them. (laughs) So I almost feel like like a dog that needs rehab on how to socialize with people again. Because I'm so used to just being by myself or, you know, with my boyfriend and the dogs but like
0: right but c- comics to a degree um are kind of like anti-social people to begin with and then you threw this on top of it yeah you kind of had everyone on kind of high alert you know what i'm saying then you when have, they go back out in public
1: yeah i guess and then you have some people who like love to be around people like i guess i just think of charade who loves to be around people Do you know what I mean? Like, love's kind of holding court. So, I think there's two kinds of people Mm -hmm. that maybe love to be around people and have people around, and then other people who are a little bit more, like, reclusive that just kind of keep to themselves.
0: Right. I was out the other night. Um, I went and did some time at this uh, bar in Jersey. And um, it was pretty... It wasn't, like, packed like bars normally are. Mm-hmm. But it was still a decent... It's funny how we look at crowds now. It's like, if it's 30 people in there, we're like, yo, that's a crowd. Yeah, <laughs> you know what that's saying? true. Now, but it wasn't... You know, if you think in retrospect, what a bar would normally look like on a... What is it? On a Thursday or Friday night? It, it wasn't that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But to me, it was like, damn, it was still pretty good. But uh, we were indoors and um, did a few minutes or whatever. And, but the 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 best time i had was after we all did our spots and we were just sitting around chilling and and debating and arguing and stuff like that for just a quick second you forgot you're in the middle of a pandemic so it'll come back slowly yeah you know what i'm saying i mean it's just how like
1: no no i was just saying those like i love being around comics like those are the those are the people that i enjoy being around i just meant being around people like in public
0: you know, in oh, yeah.
1: stores, in traffic, you know, dealing with people online. There, you know, so that's more what I mean. But yeah, I love hanging with comics. That's
0: the best time. Yeah, it's it, it can be. <laughs>
1: that's true. Yeah,
0: <laughs> for the most be, part. You know, word. But um, but how, have you been back out to do any shows or anything, or did you? pretty much during the winter you just was like look you just cut it off you just stayed um
1: i think once thanksgiving hit and the numbers were spiking i stopped around there and then i've just been doing zoom yeah. shows I also just yeah i stopped around the same time yeah i just feel like mm-hmm. i'm so close to being out of this that i think i'm just going to wait to get
0: vaccinated mm-hmm. yeah i don't know if i'm going to i don't know if i'm going to get that vaccine
1: yeah a lot of people don't go, a lot know. of people don't want to get it
0: um i still don't trust it
1: I mean, there's part of me too that doesn't trust it, also. But I'm—I guess I'm just like so many people have taken it, and it seems. Look, we're not going to know if it's really harmful to us in p- for probably five years.
0: Yeah, that you know what it is. It's because it takes normally it takes ten years to develop a yes. vaccine, right? Mm-hmm. And to get all the trials out and it. But they came up with this shit in like eight months. Now it makes me think one of, it makes me think one of two things and neither one of them are good either you planned this 10 years ago and you've been developing This coronavirus vaccine for 10 years or you just threw this together in the last 8 months either or yeah i think it's like, the second yo, one yo what I remember, you think they just you think they just threw it together the last 8 months
1: yeah i don't think they've been planning for covid for 10 years i think they've just threw it together I mean, it is weird, though, to think that COVID was such an emergency that they all worked together to get a vaccine for it. Meanwhile, there's, like, no vaccination for AIDS. Right. I don't know.
0: Yeah, AIDS, different cancers, stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know. I, it, it's just weird how they got everybody to kind of just fall in line. I, I, it was just one of these... It was just weird, man. It, it seems like it's a... Um, what they call a PSYOP. What's that? I don't
1: know what means. You know what I mean?
0: It's like a psychological operation. It's like, you know, you fuck with, you know, you're able to fuck with the masses and stuff like that. It just was just so weird how they got everyone to kind of just fall in line with everything because your safety, you know, it was like your safety, your safety, your safety. I'm not, which I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not not one of those people that be like, yo, the uh, COVID ain't real and all of this shit. No, it's very real. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying is it just makes me think back to the years post 9-11 and stuff like that and I had to like live through that Mm -hmm. and how uh, they use people's fear as a way for them to control you uh, fall in line and control you yeah Yeah,
1: I could see that too for for a while I just didn't want to get the vaccine for a while too because I felt kind of similar where I'm like this is very rushed and even when I the last time I got tested for COVID around Thanksgiving because I was around so many people I was like I felt like I had it um And there was a doctor and I asked him I was like would you get the vaccine And he was like I don't know He was like it's definitely rushed mm-hmm. And he was an Asian yeah. doctor And I feel like Asian and <laughs> Indian doctors the
0: most. That's what I think you're, you're like Yo he's the authority
1: Well yeah cause he was just like You know it's weird every other doctor that I've seen Like just for different stuff In the course of the last couple of months I've asked them and they said that They've all gotten it. He was the first person that was like, "I don't know."
0: And all the other doctors were what, white, white and black? Um,
1: yeah. a mix of like, I um, mean, yeah, like I guess a mix of people, yeah. and and they mostly were just like, yeah, I would, I would took it or I would take it. Mm. Um, but yeah, that mm. one Asian doctor was like, uh,
2: I don't know. Even,
1: even my. <laughs> Um, Shrink who I went to see who's Middle Eastern he also uh-huh. said he had, he was like I'm going to take it but he hasn't yet and he definitely qualifies for it because he's older so like even he still right. didn't get it
0: He's like, nah. I don't know. You know, it's fun- You know, it's funny. Wendy Williams. I saw a video online of Wendy Williams. Uh, Doctor Oz asked her, put her on the, put her on a, you know, hot seat or whatever. And he was like, uh, you know, are you taking the COVID vaccine? And she was like, no, right. And I found that to be hilarious. So then uh, another comic friend of mine, he he gets my inbox and he goes, uh, you know, she did all that shit to her face. She did all this what- whatever to it, and she has the nerve not to get the COVID vaccine. And I was like, well, I said, if anything, that gives me more cause for the pause. I was like, because, I said, because if you throw a piece of food down and a rat comes up and doesn't eat it and it walks away. I was like, you're going to think twice about the food you're eating. That is (laughs) a good point. I said, if this this bitch to put Botox and Mm -hmm. all types of shit in her body and her breast and everything, then the COVID vaccine Mm -hmm. comes up and she goes, no, thank you. It's like, she has a coke habit, everything. It's like, but, but a vaccine comes up and she goes, no, nope, I don't think so. I'm just like, wait, I got to look at that. Like, well, I, like, do, I have to I have to I think about that. I do think
1: that, because I think Damien also was taught, Damien Lemon, I, we had him on the podcast like mm-hmm. a couple months ago and we were asking him and he was like, I'm not getting it. He was like, I just remember the right. Tuskegee experiment. And I think there's yep. trust of black people. That don't wanna get it, which I understand. Fucking yeah. I get it's it. Like not... I mean I, I don't mm-hmm. wanna get it, but I feel like I'm going to just Because I'm gonna have to at think, some point and I wanna yeah, be able to like yeah. do inside shows and stuff but I right. don't fully trust it either. I do think it was rushed and Yeah, we're we're the one doctor that I asked that got it, he was like, Look, if you're not gonna take it for five years that's different because you know, you're know you not going to really mm. know the effects of this for a long time but to just say you're going to wait and not get it for three months doesn't
0: matter mm-hmm. right I, I don't know I'm not I, I have a feeling that they're going to make it uh, mandatory at some point
1: probably to travel I think they're
0: to travel and yeah them. I
1: think to travel especially out of the country
0: one of the things that I mean but this is what made me skeptical about the whole shit like it's the it's the way that we've been handling it it's almost like all right they don't want any indoor dining but everybody was okay with dining they were okay with people dining outside in tents or outside, did you see that like
1: meme that it was like out? They said indoor dining is canceled unless it's out- outdoor dining outdoor, that's in- outdoors, indoors. It's inside, yeah. so you're like,
2: Yeah,
1: it's so it's basically the same thing. It's probably even worse because right. it's not like those vent those tents have that, like, uh,
2: there's no ventilator. Uh, v- there's no
1: filtration right. system in them. So I actually think they're
0: worse. The patriotism, yeah, them being inside <laughs> that has
1: like you know an actual system to kind of push the air around.
0: It and and then like when I would see some of the early travel advisors, I think they're still doing this dumb shit. It's like if you travel out of the country, you had to quarantine for fourteen days before you're allowed to leave and like I guess enjoy your vacation. And I'm like, that's dumb. i was like, why don't they just test you when you come in? You get tested and then you wait at least three until you get your results back. Why do I have to quarantine fourteen days if I don't have? Yeah. Disease? If I don't have it, if I'm negative. Why should I stay somewhere for 14 days? That makes absolutely sense. I think they no changed
1: sense. it, though, because when Sarah came back from Ecuador, she got tested right away, and it was negative, and I think she only had to stay in, like, a, a day or two or something. So I think they yeah,
0: might have changed that. I don't know. I don't know. I think a lot of, you know, with what was going on, it made me change up a lot of the way I was looking at it. Like, like a lot of shit doesn't even make any sense,
1: yeah. you know, but...
0: They, they got you by the yeah, balls though
1: And I also think they don't really know what they're talking about So they're just kind of speaking out of their asshole
0: Jeremy I mean, right. that's the truth <laughs>
1: Like, I think none of us knew what was going on So you just Remember first when this first happened And they were like masks don't help And then all of a sudden they're like mm-hmm. Masks help And now they're like you should wear two masks But like in the beginning they were like yeah. No wearing a mask is not helpful So I don't I don't know. I guess it's constantly changing and nobody really knows what's the best thing.
0: Right. Yeah, that is man. I know from my own personal uh, health uh, situations like doctors just be guessing because I can tell them specifically hey, this is what's wrong. You know, this is how I feel and they will ignore it. Or they'll uh, give you some bullshit. Response. you've heard so many stories of doctors pretty much downplaying people's uh, issues or whatever, or just talking at their ass. And then the person goes to another doctor and you end up something else more catastrophic is wrong with their fucking health. And go, I went to two or three other doctors and all of them just pretty be either nixed it, downplayed it, whatever. And here it is. I'm fucked up for real. And it's a, it, they're just experimenting on you. For the most part. They'll just throw some medicine. Mm-hmm. At. They'll give you some painkillers. Give you this. Give you that. But they don't know what the fuck they be talking about. It's so hard. To... Until you're on the brink yeah, of death.
1: So hard. You know. It's so hard to A lot of times you get misdiagnosed with stuff. Like I had the sinus infection. That wouldn't go away. Since November 2019.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: When I tell you. I haven't been able to breathe yeah. for a year and a half. I have not been able to breathe for a year and a half. I was on so many different mm. things. Um, my first doctor that I was going to like, I just, me and him just don't get along. Like, like just because he, you know, I said to him, I'm like, none of this stuff is working. I was so frustrated. And then I went to another doctor in the practice and he actually tried a couple of different things that the first guy didn't try. So I'm like, well, why didn't this guy try this stuff? And then that Hmm. stuff didn't work. And then I Hmm. finally went to an allergist. And she was the one that actually helped me to like, clear it up where I can finally breathe now. But it is weird that I was going to those two doctors for about a year and a half, and Mm -hmm. neither one of them Mm -hmm. were able to clear my sinuses up. And also the one doctor was like, you can't be on steroids long term, because that's the only thing that really Mm -hmm. got like the swelling down in my sinuses and stuff. Right. and we would get mad at me because I'm like hey I'm gonna jump off a fucking building and I was like I'm not even being dramatic I just can't live like this anymore like not being able to breathe is the worst and then I went mm-hmm. to this lady doctor and she it sounds so weird saying lady doctor I'm sure that's offensive but uh <laughs> so she actually put me on a longer period of steroids
0: mm-hmm. oh you're breaking up you're the doctor up. told me uh, that you can't
1: stay on steroids. They're sorry, bad for you. Sorry, you're breaking up. I missed all oh, of
0: that. I haven't... Say so you went to that lady doctor. It sounded like you were... It sounded like you were being sucked into the void.
1: <laughs> well, so I went to this, this female doctor. And she prescribed a longer period of steroids for me. For like 16 days. And I was like, oh, the other doctor told me you can't take them that long. You're going to get like there's all these negative things. She was like... There are, but there are people who are on steroids their whole lives that are like really bad asthmatic or have other stuff. So like that other doctor just told me that when she said no. So anyway, she put me on it and I was finally able to breathe. And it's just so weird that like Mm -hmm. it just took going to a different doctor to finally be able to help me. So it's like they're all in the same practice. Mm -hmm. They're all practicing medicine differently. And it's just interesting, like you said. Some you'll go somewhere, and one doctor will be like, "Oh, I don't know what this is," and they'll throw some medication to you, and that doesn't work. And then you go to another doctor. So it's like you kind of have to keep right. So like what you're saying, these people are developing a vaccine. <laughs> exactly. you're like, What if it was those first two doctors? Do yeah. you know what I mean? That couldn't that couldn't help me breathe. It's just it is. I would prefer not to get it, but I'm so sick of like just. You know, watching everything I do, like I don't want to yeah, live I'll like that you. either. I, I don't know. It Should get
0: better. It's just I think I'm. A, I'm just gonna go with uh, taking care of my body, losing some weight, uh, building up my immunity, changing my diet, stuff like that. Because I mean, people have gotten it. I know a couple of uh, comics that have gotten. it. Actually, they were all talking about it when we were hanging out, and you know, they all had varying degrees of uh of symptoms. And and one of my one of my boys, uh, he almost he said man he felt like it was curtains quite a few times he had like 107 fever for like a week he said every uh, jeez uh huh that's
1: a really really high fever yeah he was like, like around it, 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 fucking,
0: maybe like 105 107 something like that but he said he would go up and down he was like he said he thought it, that's it was curtains quite a few times
1: nuts."
0: and then there's other people that was sitting there was like no I got um just it wasn't that bad I just had a headache or something like that. It's like,
1: damn. There's no rhyme or reason to know who's going to get it and who's going to get it bad. And I know, you know, definitely like, I agree, like working on just yeah. being healthier is something that I want to do too. But,
2: mm. you know, my mother and sister cow.
1: both got COVID. And, um, you know it's weird because I don't think they had it so bad when they had it but then the the after effects kind of are are bad you know because that's the other thing that I think people were talking about too they're like you might not even get it that bad while you have it but then after some people are experiencing symptoms that are really bad like disorientation or fatigue like I remember reading and they don't have it that bad but I remember reading an article or I don't know I shouldn't (laughs) say articles from Facebook but it was a post that this person had just kind of documented their experience and they were like you know I was a healthy person I was able to like run marathons and do all this stuff and they were like I can barely get around in my apartment Mm. right now so like I was more scared of that than the other stuff.
0: It got you scared to be where healthy. <laughs> they don't know like, what the
1: effects are. It's like,
0: it's like, no, I'm. I don't
1: know if it got me scared to be healthy. Like, I think well, I was I'm just saying, like a uh,
0: boy himself. who got sick real bad. He was a like he was in the CrossFit real heavy, like you know what I'm saying, real healthy, athletic guy, and he's got some bad after effects from that shit. And it's quite a few people that I know that had like they have trouble breathing now and everything fit that same profile. It was like they were marathon runners They exercised lives Like damn I think I'm safer just staying Right (laughs)
1: Well I mean It is weird how there's kind of No rhyme or reason for who gets it Really bad Well I'm
0: glad so your mom Your mother and sister are fine right They're good
1: Um They're fine. Yeah, that was the other thing too, is that my mom was testing positive for COVID way past two weeks. So I don't know if you're still contagious or not, but like I think four to six weeks after, she was still getting a positive result. So I don't know if you're still able to spread it at that point, or it's just the virus is in your system. But people were like getting it and then going out in like two two weeks exactly, mm-hmm, and you're like, mm-hmm. I don't know if they're still contagious or not. Known about, you it. know? And again, there's, there's so much stuff that's not.
0: figure out. Known about but I mean, I'm, I'm, it, so I'm grateful that the world is trying to go back to normal, or that they're, they're releasing, you know, they're they're opening it up a little bit. It's funny that after fucking Cuomo gets popped for this sexual harassment thing, they now the comedy clubs are coming back, and now the shows are, you know what I'm saying. <laughs>
2: Well
1: That's what I That's like what I saw too Is like people were like Mm -hmm. I think he's Mm -hmm. only opening it Because he got all these Sex offense cases I don't
0: know It seemed like he had some Personal vendetta Against the comedy community Especially in comedy clubs Specifically Yeah
1: I wonder why Yeah like He didn't want them to open Like All these other places Were opening Mm -hmm. Doing comedy That weren't necessarily clubs um i know a couple mm-hmm. of places that a couple he, of clubs like uh, him. he even
0: shut down um uh rebecca trent was doing something out in Astoria. and he shut that down he shut that down and that was like yes, on a crowd. i remember that but everybody was still it wasn't like a thick you know it was a good crowd but it wasn't like a thick crowd where everyone's like on top of each other and everything like that it was just a nice night and he shut that down it's like yo he was like doing a lot of shit out of spite like that same thing that same venue could have music there. Like they I were playing so. jazz there and everything. Like I think every Thursday or something. But she would have her show there, and they would shut it down. They said no comedy. It's like what?
1: It was weird to see that because mm-hmm. it was outside and mm-hmm. people were wearing masks. You know what I mean? And like the numbers didn't go up after like That's when people were protesting and up. they were wearing masks outside. The numbers. The numbers didn't seem to really go up So I don't know why you wouldn't let people That was the masks. oddest thing that you know, I found about the whole uh,
0: The numbers going up thing When they would say when Like you said when you had protests When you had all of this insurrection And all this shit going on They never talked about the numbers going up When I would think that's when the numbers would go up the most Because you had large crowds of people Who were not quote unquote socially distancing And now And the numbers didn't go up over the summer They didn't go up over that spring But soon as everyone's going back indoors and things are getting colder, the numbers are starting to spike. How?
1: I think because all the protests and stuff were outside and it is harder to give it to somebody when you're outside. I think just the air, um, it's harder for the droplets, I guess. And also, I think the heat helps it not to it's something about like it, the virus it's harder for it to live in like hot environments so that's why when everyone was doing this stuff
0: inside again, in again it was spreading was a lot. people in like tropical areas were still getting sick that's one of the things i was just like people that were in these tropical mm. areas in florida and this and that they're still getting. they were still getting sick texas you know what i'm saying where it's like arizona
1: yeah, but a lot of those places were still doing inside stuff, like they didn't really shut down or they did only for a short time and then
2: they reopened my, uh, the my girl right, away. Texas, right
0: And she was like, they, even though, you know, a lot of people report Texas being the wild west of COVID and everything's just, you know, free. She said, actually, they, she said, actually, everywhere she went, they made sure people were wearing masks. She's like, they made sure you were wear a mask. They made sure you were socially distanced. She said, yes, indoors were open, but they had restrictions. So she said they did enforce restrictions and everything. She said just as much as New Jersey and everybody else, they just didn't shut things down. You know what I mean? They did, She said, but they did have, she said, literally, you would have a standing there in a parking lot or different offices in different places telling you, yo, put your mask on do this do that blah 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 she said they were strict on that shit she was like "Interesting." Um, but she said even with all of that they still end up getting COVID she said her her she said her, her, her boyfriend and their kids yeah, I mean, still end up getting COVID even with all those restrictions that they had on them
1: I don't know my friend lives in Texas and she said it was like the wild wild watch she said like people were not wearing masks mm. I mean I guess it depends where you are yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just, I wonder how long people still wear masks mm. once they're vaccinated and everything's fully open. Like, if you're going well, on a right trip, are you going to, to wear a mask? With, yeah. I mean, <laughs> six months down the line. I don't
0: know. I don't know. They probably by then they're probably going to make people either have the vaccine or get tested before boarding a plane, or take a rapid test or some shit. I don't know. It's just it's just wild. But I mean, yeah. You know, one thing I hated about this COVID, this whole COVID situation, that it stopped a lot of comedians' momentum. Me personally, it stopped mine. Um, uh, Yeah, I was just
1: stopped mine too. I was supposed to do a right. tour. Right, and to I a feel special, and and none I of that feel happened.
0: Just as bad, I feel really bad for you in that respect because I, you know, we've gotten to know each other over the last few years. So in you know, I remember how, you know, you were talking to me about your journey and comedy, which we'll touch on here today. And I think that's a great place to really introduce the audience to you. So this is another episode of the Ignite Negus podcast. Um, I'm your host, as always, Ibrahim Khalif. And I'm here with a, a good friend in copy, comedy, a hilarious comedian, very wonderful person, uh, even though some people may not think so. <laughs> the, the the queen of memes. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> not the queen
1: of being dark I'm dark not queen, really no mean yeah.
0: Miss Adrian Appaloochee <laughs> that's yes
1: my comedy is dark so I think people think I'm a terrible uh, person and and very, actually you really are a and nice I fucking person. love
0: your comedy I love you Sam I told you that from the first time I met you Um, I don't know if you remember when we met but you were at Arlene's Grocery yeah George. i remember
1: that and you were there yeah, you were with Garcon. a friend yeah and, yeah, and you then you guys came over to the cellar
0: dying i mean mm-hmm. me because i love your stand-up because that's the stand-up i aspire to do you know what i'm saying i aspire to hit that to hit that plateau and you were saying some true shit but it was just cutting so deep and one of the um one of the jokes you did is about your joke on suicide and how it's a white privilege thing and oh my god, yo. That one right there, yep. I like, I love this. I love this girl. I love her, yo. Unbelievable. Great joke writer. What made you get what made you get into stand up because I know your mom does stand up and she's a sweetheart by the way. I don't give a fuck what you say.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: that's because you look, if she was a sweetheart, okay. I would that's never true. be in stand up. Right? Okay. Like that's not the mom I grew up with. But I do also understand that she's okay. very nice to other people. So that perception of her is um, your I'll experience take that. with her. I'll, so I also understand, understand that, that too. Um, she has gotten better in terms of like the mom she was mm-hmm. when I was growing up versus the mom she is now. She still is one <laughs> of the most selfish people I've ever met. But she is... And she's scared of I mean, she is scared of everything. She's she's like living like somebody who has like mm-hmm. an immune compromised body. Like she's just she's scared of everything. She thinks everyone wants to like rape her. It is just like she thinks she's everyone's <laughs> yeah. number one like kill. She's like she just well, thinks you
0: everyone's you out. She to damn sure ain't scared to go into fucking Bed-Stuy Brooklyn into an all black <laughs> room. And say some of the shit that she does. she She's no, no fear. but she's
1: right, but she's That's scared hilarious. to throw the garbage out. Like she'll, she's worried to throw the garbage out from her house to I don't know. Yeah, what it could be forty That's feet crazy. away?
0: That's crazy.
1: So she's scared about that.
0: But and yes, do, she and will do stand up, yeah. Because I met her at I didn't realize do. it was your mom. I remember you telling me her name. And then I'm at Essence in Brooklyn, and she's doing her shit. And they they announced her, but they I don't think they said her name right. And I'm listening to her, and it was a point in her act where her voice sounded like your voice, and I was like wait, and I was like wait, what's her name? I can see that. And they said Debbie's eyes. I said oh, I said that's Adrian's mom. And then she just and then she just proceeded to fucking kill, like she was just killing. And I was like wow. I was like, all right, and I didn't want to say I see where Adrian get it, but I was just like, I see, you know what I'm saying? I see the similarities. She, she's not, it's, she's not dark. Yeah, like her content is isn't your content, but she's sharp though. And I was just like, wow. So big major props to your moms I like I like her. She's cool. She's cool. But what caused you to get into stand? Did you get um, into stand up in spite of her, or
1: no? I guess. It's so weird because, like, I always wanted to get on SNL. And I think somebody... So my mom did stand-up on and off when I was a kid. She never really, like, continued with it. She would keep quitting. You know, she would do, like, little shows and stuff. And then I wanted to get on SNL. And then everyone was like, well, you have to start doing stand-up. So, like, I didn't even really want to do stand-up. That wasn't something that I wanted to do. Like, you know, some people are like... When I was a kid, I went right, to Friar right. and Carlin at eight, and, you know, I just wanted to be like them. That, that was not my, yeah, um, I guess, story. And then, so I was like, all right, I'll start doing stand-up. And I tried it, and that first show I did went really well. I mean, yeah. as well as it could for six people. It was, like, in some, like... It was an italian restaurant and i think brooklyn heights so it was like a fancy little area but the restaurant was mm. huge and there was literally six people in it and then i continued to wow. just
2: bomb for months what
1: or not bomb i just mm-hmm. i didn't do as well as that first time and if i didn't hey, do that well that hey, first hey, time i might now have was your
0: material when you first started was it the way it is now back then Or did you go with the, like, you hope they like you type Um, shit? And then it just kind of morphed over time?
1: No, I think I was just doing what I wanted to do. I don't think it was as dark then, just because I was just kind of finding my voice. I do remember at the time I was working in uh, the South Bronx as a crime victims advocate. And then I got, I didn't wear, I wasn't wearing my seatbelt. And I got pulled over and got a ticket. I just remember, like, somebody... Two people were, like, exchanging drugs right outside my car. And I just thought that was so <laughs> hilarious. I got a ticket for that. Meanwhile, uh, there was a drug exchange going on. So I remember that was, like, uh, my first joke I tried at that show. Um, I had another joke, too, about, like, going to... I mean, this is such an awful joke. Going to, like, McDonald's or something, but, like, waiting online for the cashier who was fat so I'd mm. get more fries those um, so it was like those were like my two jokes mm. that I first started out with
0: and then it, it well I can I can kind of see why you were bombing for months
1: after
2: <laughs>
0: that first show
1: well those were the two jokes that I did at that show I don't know yeah. that I could to do them again.
0: You probably did what Um, I did early on was thinking that you always needed new material every time you went on stage.
1: Yeah, I turned over a lot of new stuff just to see and I wasn't necessarily bombing. I was just so nervous. Like, I remember the show Mm -hmm. I went to after that by myself. Um, Like, it was based on Pulling numbers, and then you got to sign up wherever oh. you wanted, and I got called right away. But I was so nervous that I ended up taking hmm. like the twentieth spot, and I just waited wow. there for like three hours.
0: How, so, when do you think yeah. you're? Uh, when do you think you're? Like, what was a turning point in your journey? Like a turning point in your career, or the turning point where you think you found your voice? Like at any particular place you went, or something happened hmm. where it was like i
1: think it was yeah. fairly quickly yeah I, I think i've always kind of mm,
2: thought mm. this way even
1: as a kid um so I, I think like once i think i was bombing honestly because i was so uncomfortable on stage it was mm. more of that than anything else um And then once I got more comfortable on stage, I was doing better. Because it wasn't even so much about the material. Because honestly, you can watch somebody who's not that funny, who's confident, and they'll kill. And I think early on, I felt... Like, I didn't understand that. Like, I was writing actual jokes. And I was like, well, these jokes are better than that. How come I'm not doing as well? And it was because I wasn't as confident, or I wasn't as animated... Um, so I had to re- I struggled with that When when
0: I see When I see you on stage For the first time This is what I thought um, This is what I thought I You reminded me Of that sketch on SNL <clears throat> Your energy Of the what I think she was called Debbie Downer Debbie Downer <laughs> But <laughs> your That's jokes funny. were Way funnier Like it was just your Presence It was like You're that person In the room Who always sees the fucked up side of things but this shit was hilarious and that's what it reminded me of so i'm watching you i'm like yo she reminds me i think i said it to george i said yo, she reminds me of of that debbie downer sketch on snl but this shit was just fucking just crazy hilarious y'all
1: i think i i think that's probably like an accurate description I was talking to somebody the other day and they were like, hey, do you know, do you remember like when we were talking they were like, the first two three minutes you were just telling me about all the Mm -hmm. crime that was going on in the city they were like, hey, did you hear about this murder? Did you hear about someone got pushed in front of the train? (laughs) I think that's more that I want people to just leave New York City though I said I think that's more me just wanting people to leave New York City like I was really hoping the pandemic that I know that there's been like 300,000 people that left, but I really want like I think I think a good employees. amount of people
0: have left, but they're they're starting to come back. It was
2: I know, it, that's it a problem. So they're not leaving so for many good. Of these
0: comics that I that I come in, come across with or whatever who as soon as this shit happened, you got to see and they used to always talk about in their act or whatever how broke they are, how this, how that, they had it, it so hard that how so many of them had mommy's house and, and all this stuff to run to. <laughs> when this shit happened. It was like you start seeing them posting videos of themselves at home. Yeah. Like, this motherfucker live in a mansion. Uh, this person has a, a, a trust fund.
1: Well, yeah, they're yeah, poor, it's but they're family it's just like, oh, I'm able to, to run
0: home. It's like, man, some motherfuckers had to sit in that shit. They had nowhere to go.
1: Yeah. Where was I going right. to go? My mom it's lives five day. minutes away. I, I had nowhere to go it's back this, to.
0: That's real shit. But it's just, like, but you're right. Like people, people left. People, uh, so you say you try to get people to leave, um, with your stuff.
1: It's not that I'm trying to get them to leave. I just wanted them to leave so that rent could be like reasonable. <laughs> That's my only. I was just hoping that so many hey, people would that. leave, but it doesn't seem like rent has gone down hmm. except in like Manhattan.
0: Really? Up? Oh, like I remember you telling me that uh, you have that joke uh, about how. Uh, you had different people moving into your neighborhood or something like that and you were talking about how the uh how the rent has changed it's it's a bit that you have that you that you do oh yeah i don't even remember talking that. about how, the, how rent has changed or you have different people moving into your neighborhood or something like that but um, the, the the rent like the, the rent or the um this is just crazy Like where I live at now, I moved I moved out here in like West New Jersey. I live almost in Pennsylvania. And when we first moved out here, man, rent was unbelievable. But now we got all these people that work in New York City moving out here. And it's like fuck. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Well, I
1: remember growing up, like living in the Bronx. Rent was not nearly as high as it is now. Like you shouldn't have to live in the Bronx and pay, you know, sixteen to eighteen hundred dollars for mm. a one or two bedroom.
0: Hell no. Do
1: you mean like you're you're just living mm. right on top of each other? Yeah, I
0: see that in Newark right now. Newark is now like that. You know, it's starting to get it started getting so expensive.
1: And I guess it's because I guess it's because the Bronx is really close to Manhattan, even though it's the worst. Trip mm. to take on the train. It's like from my house to Greenwich Village. Mm. It's probably thirty stops. Um, but I think because it is close, that's why the rent is so expensive. Like my mm. mom has a really tiny house, and how much it's going for is nuts. And it's just. But she'll she'll probably never
0: sell,
1: right? Um, I think she wants to. I want to live in the suburb. I want to. Be an old hmm. person that lives in the suburbs. What I mean, I've lived on I've lived on top of people my entire life.
0: Tell me about it. Like right now, I have I have a condo, and I told my wife it, I said I'm tired of living around people because I grew up in the projects. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Do you want a I house? Mean, I have where I live is most is damn near like a house. Mm-hmm. I pay all the things that you do, but this is how fucked up it is. It's like I can pay eighteen hundred dollars, nineteen hundred dollars a month to lease this condo but then as soon as I go to get a house try to go get a house I'll go oh you can't you know you run their credit they run your credit they whatever oh you know you don't qualify for more it's like how I've been paying <laughs> $1,900 a month
1: Well, that's true.
0: 7 years that's it's like true. how the hell are you going to tell me I, do, I can't afford a house I've been paying the water the sewage the uh the, the fucking what do you call it the trash everything that a house entails I've been paying
1: and then don't you also have like fees no just well, I don't the pay condo. condo fees
0: when you lease you don't pay condo fees that people who buy oh, okay. but I've been paying but, but yeah you're pay right extra for some bullshit but it's like I'm paying on everything I would have paid for a house but then you're gonna tell me I can't afford a house it makes no sense
1: yeah you could definitely get a house if you're paying that much money like my uh boyfriend's brother's renting a house and somewhere in Philly it's like 1200 bucks you're like that's insane to rent a whole Yeah, he must be in a
0: really money. good he must be close to philly but not he, in in philly
1: he's right he's he's in philly but it's not like in the right. city city part it's a little bit but still i would love that mm-hmm. that's
0: reasonable
1: do you know what i mean you should like in new york city you're paying fourteen or sixteen hundred dollars for like a one bedroom apartment you got
0: some motherfucker like i had a friend of mine who he does freelance videography work or whatever and editing and all that shit for all those like networks and he was making good money living in brooklyn but he was pretty much living in a room house it was like he's renting a room like why the fuck i, I can't paying 1500 a month to exactly. look at
1: other people you don't know For you to. Like I never want to live with people I don't know. I never want to know what their
0: <laughs> shit smells like. Do you know
1: what I mean? Like that's like I just would never want to know
0: that. I don't want to know that you don't wash yes. your dishes. Then you have a, it's it's almost like you're paying to live like motherfuckers who live in college. You know, I'd like you're,
1: you're yeah, you right? basically have a dorm. You have and this the, little room that's in the and common
0: area. <laughs> the, the common, you know, like everybody comes out to watch TV. It's, and then you gotta let people right. know when you got company it's like come on man who grows up to live like that
1: well you also have some people who will do this they'll have an apartment say it's like a one bedroom or a two bedroom and then they'll turn the living room also into a bedroom so there is no common area I've seen people do that where I'm like you're paying 1500 bucks for a
0: room you don't even have a
1: living room you have basically that the kitchen right. and the bathroom
0: that's actually kind of smart though It's no, I mean smart, but those, it's, not yeah, it's not fair because fair of the price, ab- but I mean how they
1: it's not fair to the people who like want you know, who wants to hang out in their room all the time? Do you know what I mean? Like there's no area to just be outside of your room. We just we live like animals here. Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes I'll leave my apartment. And everyone's so mad that we're living in the Bronx. <laughs> You're just so upset that your life isn't better.
0: I remember the first time I went to the Bronx and I was riding there, and because a lot of y'all buildings and shit sits right by the highway, I was like, "Yo, this reminds, I said, "This is like the projects with a roller coaster going through it." I was like, <laughs> "Because that's funny." <laughs> Seriously, like that's what it looked like to me. Be, because I had a friend of mine; she's Dominican, and she wanted me to like come out and spend like Thanksgiving with her family or whatever. And they picked me up out of from Jersey, and they drove me over there. And it was the first time I've ever seen, I've heard about the Bronx. You know, rap music, talk about the Bronx, all this stuff. And when yeah. I'm driving there, I'm like, Yo, this reminds me of the projects. But with a roller coaster going through, it was just so surreal to me. Like how close you guys were. Then it's like all these hills and shit, and I'm like, Wow, this is crazy.
2: I don't
1: know what part of the Bronx that is. Like the part that I live in is very safe, it's very nice, it's very mm-hmm. mixed. You know what I mean? It's all kind of like working class people. It's just, we're so on mm-hmm. top of mm-hmm. each other. Do you know what I mean? Like the, the building yeah. is really close. You're just, it's just like if, if someone in the apartment wants to listen to like gospel music, it's like now we're all listening to it. Do you know what I mean? It's like all of mm-hmm. all of us are listening to it. It's just, it's just you're like living so close to people. Like, I don't, know. I don't know. I just, so I you want go, like Mar- a you house to with the driveway. With a of First of all, if I had to go, if yes. I had to drive over that GW bridge every day, I would not be happy. I
0: can't deal go with to, that bridge. Well, go to like Jersey City. Jersey City, you just have to take the Holland.
1: I don't want to have to take any stupid bridge to no. get into
0: Manhattan. I don't mind it. I don't know why people complain about driving into New York. I don't mind it. It's, I drive all the time. And
1: it doesn't bother me at all. I don't know. I've had so many experiences on that bridge where you're just waiting and waiting. And the Holland Tunnel could be a nightmare, too. Like, at least where I live, I can get from Manhattan into, from the Bronx into Manhattan, just going over, like, 3rd yeah. Avenue Bridge. It's just, like, there's not really ever traffic. Like, I just, I hate traffic so much. And I, and I know everyone's moving to New Jersey because you, you get, get a more, lot more for your money. more space for your, yeah, you got a lot more for your money. you could get like a house you know people are renting houses or buying houses out there and it is nice. I just I hate that bridge.
0: Well, you don't want to live on live around or have people live on top of you that bad.
1: I don't want to I that to me is less worse than the dealing with that GW. That je- I've sat on that bridge and thought of just jumping off. Like, I just hate that bridge. Yeah. I mean, if I was going to kill myself, it would be the bridge to jump off of. I think it's the best bridge. <laughs>
0: Why? Why do you think it's the best
1: bridge? But I don't... Uh, I don't know. It connects Jersey to New York. It so also, you, you know, so <laughs> fucks up everyone's so day to do it. So now, you're
0: going to have, like, different agencies fighting over who has jurisdiction over investigating your body, your death. Yeah.
1: Man, if, logistical I, if I was going to do that, though, I'd wait. I always said I had a joke that if I was going to do it, I would wait to Memorial Day weekend and just fuck everyone's <laughs> plans up. Make everyone, now it's everyone's problem, my suicide.
0: If you're going to go, if you're going to go that way, go. That That's one way to go. Fucking... One thing I was talking oh, yeah. about Speaking of suicide I was like Yo I don't respect motherfuckers Who always talk about Killing themselves Like you always like know Those guys Cause I, it was a It was a female friend of mine She was telling me about a guy Who's always threatening To kill himself and I was like That dude ain't gonna kill him You know if he If she leaves him He's gonna kill himself I was like that, And I was like
1: Oh uh, I've been in relationships yeah. and Like, yeah. and I'm like that's that too Yeah, the worst That
0: dude is a pussy He's not gonna kill himself I said because If I know anything about people All the people I've known That's killed themselves They just did it they just, just did it. it they yeah. didn't announce it to anybody they just did it he was like yo nope. what happened to so and so killed himself what I have a friend of mine that killed himself we had no clue he was gonna do that he didn't go bragging about it for six months you know every time something happened he, yeah. it is. he true. just did it like fucking what's his name what's the fucking guy who killed himself lately the Anthony Bourdain he just did it he didn't talk about it yeah. he just, anybody you've ever heard that done it just do it
1: I had a friend from grammar school that killed himself and he was in the service, I don't know if he was in the army, um, but he had saw, It's funny it's he wrote a book about how he had to, he did try to kill himself once before and he said that if he did it again it would be with a gun and he, uh, I guess because he was, you know, in the military they had this thing in, I think Jersey. Where if you were in the military and want to go to a shooting range You didn't have to wait to get cleared If you were in the military So a guy had done that the week before And then he went and he did, it this, he did the same thing Oh
0: he went to a gun range and did it Wow yep. yeah, I do remember a guy doing that at a gun range a few, Some years ago
1: There was one guy that did it And then my friend saw that story And then he did it So I wonder if they've changed I hope
0: so But you know how motherfuckers are, they, You know, Gun enthusiasts are so fucking pig headed that
1: I don't I mean he wasn't even a gun enthusiast. He didn't even have his own gun he had to go But that's to what I'm him. saying.
0: I'm like, but you're saying you hope they change the you know the protocol with that. But I said they're so pig headed, they, they're you know, they don't change much of anything. <laughs>
1: awesome. Yeah, but like, okay, that happens back to back. Like it's not like first of all, it's a crime scene now. Jeremy, you, know I mean? you can't make any money the rest of the day. You gotta wait for somebody to come clean it up. Like, that's a big hassle.
0: Yeah, he fucked everybody's day up. He did it. He he made it an inconvenience for everyone. That's... Yeah.
1: I mean, I, if I was the person that, like, owned that place, I would just be like, Jesus Again. Christ. Again. <laughs> Again.
0: Did he go to the same place?
1: He went oh, to the same yeah, place.
0: Yeah, that guy.
1: So that's why i'm like i wonder if they changed their policy knowing that like people did it back to back
0: oh you know what i wonder if it was that spot in union new jersey because there was this really popular gun place in and i think it was union new jersey somewhere on like route 22 in new jersey and i think something have been. i think that ha- that might have been that place because it ended up shut it end up it end i don't up know where it ended up closing so it might have been that spot. They closed all it together. There was a spot on route 20. That'd be interesting. They had somebody kill themselves in there. And then, from you know, you know how like, you hear shit in passing. And then all of a sudden, I noticed yeah. that it wasn't open anymore. So it might have been that one. It could have could
1: been the fucking place. The weird thing is, it's not like I could even ask his brother where he did it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, if we wanted to. Kind of figure out where it was because it's it's just like an awful question to bring up. Yeah, where you don't even want to talk about him doing it. You're like, hey, I was just wondering, is that this
0: place? It's like opening a scab. But I don't know. The the people who do it, I mean, people like they, oh, the cowards, they're this, they're that. It's like, dude, they did that shit. They didn't even think about it. You know, they didn't say it to anybody. They just did it. I said, I'm tired of hearing about these pussies who's always threatening to do it. It's like, man, would you just? It gets to the point where like, dude, would you just do it already? You know what I'm saying It's like stop Stop making, yeah, stop looking for sympathy From people
1: I've had several boyfriends Do that to me And you're like In the moment it does scare you And you're like They're not gonna
0: do it Emotion That emotional manipulation Meanwhile While they're alive They're yes. making your fucking life A living hell It's like nah I hate Yeah
1: that. I remember I had a joke Where people were talking about How suicide is selfish mm-hmm. You know Cause everyone always says It's really selfish of that person I was like Well I think it's selfish of you that I have to stay alive, so you won't be sad. Like I think it's, I think it's really selfish of you. Stop, stop taking away something somebody wants to right. do.
0: Stop standing in the way. I mean, it's we have. A, I mean, you know, with my Look, belief, you know, religion or whatever, we have our beliefs about it. But I mean, that's just the one sticking point with me. Is I, I just don't like people that do that. You use it to manipulate everybody around you. It's like, oh.
1: I also think if you're in so much pain and that's the only way out for you, then I support someone doing that. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, there. Did you ever see there was a documentary about a kid? Um, I can't think of the name right now, but he was depressed his whole life, and every moment of his day, he was trying to kill himself. He was a child. Damn, how old, how old? And I mean,
0: like a child, like how old?
1: I want to say when he finally killed himself, he was about 12 or wow. 13. But like, he lived his entire life trying to kill himself. Like, his family had to literally watch him 24 hours a day because any moment he was by himself, he would try doing it. And I think they lived in Manhattan and, you know, they, they took, they, you know, they had money. So that it's like even throwing money at a situation doesn't necessarily help because, like, he went to all these doctors and tried medication. He was just a kid that was depressed and didn't want to be alive.
0: That's wild.
1: Yeah, it was a, it's a sad, it's a sad documentary, Mm. but also this kid was in so much pain and didn't want to be alive anymore. And you're like, well, I'm glad that he's at peace now. Damn. I think I think his family like they must have all left and then he jumped down. You know how they have those big buildings yeah, yeah. in Manhattan? He jumped down. He jumped down something like a like of shaft or something. Oh, man. Yeah, and what was his name? I want to say it was like Zachary or something.
0: Sounds like a Zachary. Family got money. That's but that like damn for at twelve though.
1: He had been suicidal his whole life, and I think he only lived till about twelve to fourteen. That's bug
0: man, like they didn't have like. No matter
1: what they did, they couldn't help. The medication, therapy, none of it helped. They're just some people who are just really depressed and don't want to be here.
0: Really miserable. That's crazy, man. I've never heard. I've never heard of that shit. I've never heard. I've never. Heard I'll look that. it
1: up and I'll text it to you. Yeah, that's something. Um, you should watch it. It's it's really sad, but also there's a part of me that felt so relief for this kid that was in so much pain.
0: Oh man. Like that's, like, I'm still trying to wonder what in his mind would make him... You know what I'm saying? A, a kid who hasn't experienced that much in life would make him... I mean, I what, mean it's just what clinical... He...
1: It's clinical depression. Mm. You know, it's just like... I don't know how depression works, but like, I guess he's not getting... Whatever whatever it is, he's just chemically All off balance. balance. Yeah. And no matter what they did, it didn't help.
0: That's great. That's wild. I mean... You've ever dealt like you've ever dealt with that. You've ever dealt with depression, shit like that.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I've dealt with depression on and off my entire life. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people who suffer with depression and mental illness this last year has been very
0: hard for them. Mm-hmm. As like one thing I don't like about like the whole depression or mental illness thing is that it, people like everybody now is kind of like. Because it, it garners quite a bit of sympathy and it garners quite a bit of attention now. It seemed like to me that sometimes people try to exploit that. You understand what I'm saying? Hey, I
1: understand you what could. you're saying, but I also think it's kind of like the suicide thing where people will say it because they want people to not. Right. They want to be able to manipulate people. Like truly depressed people are sleeping 20 hours right. a day and not telling anyone anything. Right.
0: Exactly. Like, I remember I was at a comedy show and somebody in one of the comics was like, who else suffers from anxiety and depression something? And then the, these people started cheering like, yeah! And I was like, you motherfuckers don't suffer from shit.
2: <laughs>
0: you know what I'm saying? I don't know. They I were think just people...
1: like, yeah, oh, yeah! It was me! Well, I'm like, what? I mean, you could suffer from anxiety and not be depressed but, I mean, I think, honestly, I think being alive is sometimes really hard. And I think that depression or mental illness is rampant, and also it's hard to find people who aren't addicted to something because going through life is not necessarily easy or fun at times. Yeah, and I'm not even saying just the the pandemic, mm-hmm. just in general. Right. You know it was so weird? We, I so I got a second puppy for Christmas, mm-hmm. and we drove to Georgia to get her. Damn yeah and i was listening to that ghostface killer song don't worry all that i want all that i need is you Mm -hmm. yeah and for the i don't know why i don't know if i was just so tired i started listening to the lyrics of the song and i started getting like emotional about it like i don't know i was just like this dude's life is so fucking awful as a kid And then you start saying like well if you had One kid with muscular dystrophy Why would you keep having more kids Because I think a line in the song was actually Like four kids with muscular dystrophy And you're like I don't know man stop at one or two (laughs) Why are you having So many kids Like you're making your life so much harder
0: Because they need an able bodied kid To help them with those other two
1: I know but then there was Four of them that had it
0: I don't know I don't know where the buck stops. It's just,
1: like... I don't know, but, like, just listening to that song... For some reason, I felt so sad. And you're like, yeah, this is a person's life, if this is all based on truth, whose life was really hard. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's just... It's just... Everyone has difficult things in their life. Not necessarily to that extent, but...
0: I remember going through shit as a kid. I don't know, man. I, I just it's just a different I, I went through shit recently but also but when I was a child like when I was a kid like a preteen or whatever you know and like I was going through growing up in the projects and you know my mom's you know she had her drug problems and stuff like that and we had we we're going through really like a lot of tough times and I think I may have thought about killing myself once once and it was just like it came and then I shook that shit off real quick because it was it was scary you know what I'm saying and I was like and I, but I also started thinking of ramifications of it like where would it leave my family you know where would it leave my family right. where would it leave my sisters at the time what would it you know what I'm saying because shit was just what so would it, yeah
1: what were the consequences of right. my, and wasn't, on my family yeah, and
0: at the time I wasn't a religious person or anything like that but I just thought about where it would leave my family because I was at the time the the only one bringing in an income you know what I'm saying with my little, uh, with, with yeah. my little shit job that I had and, and all of this stuff so I start thinking, I'm like, if things are bad right now for us, and I'm doing the best I can right now to keep things afloat, if I off myself, it's going to get worse. You know, it's not really an escape, and it ain't going to make anything better for them. That's kind of what came, like, helped me snap out of it. You know what I'm saying? So I was just That's like, That's great. Yeah, so I was just like, It's wow. great
1: that you were able to, like, think of other people and not. I don't know, anytime that I've. I mean, there were a couple of times in my life where I was really, really sad, and you know, it's one thing to be like, "I want to kill myself," and it's another thing to like seriously think about it and mean it. Right. And a couple of times that I've seriously thought about it and meant it, you do start to think about that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like who's gonna miss you, or whose life are you gonna ruin? Mm-hmm. Um. And I think people who actually do kill themselves think of that stuff, but they're. Pain overrides that.
0: Right. What is I would never like I would never
1: I just I don't know. I would never judge somebody or call them like selfish because it's like the amount of pain this person was in like you don't get to judge them. I don't
0: know. Mm-hmm. And then those same people that call them selfish probably didn't really they probably didn't really care about that person enough. Is enough is uh, enough of what they think that person needed. You get what I'm saying? To, to be able to call yeah. them. like there's been periods where you know you feel like you know you can like a, a friend of mine shared with me which is a really deep concept he said he said have you ever been in a room full of people and still feel alone and it was yes, like and, and I know
1: a lot of people say that right
0: and I, but he said this to be like years ago and i never and i couldn't conceive it at the time i was like only like 24 25 i, I wasn't going through depression or anything anything sad or anything that would affect me i kind of always try to shrug it off always try to be whatever yeah i'm sorry about that hello you got me yeah sorry about that Oh wait, i'm break- good now you're, you're breaking still, up I'm pretty good all right. Yeah. Um, hey, well, okay, you're breaking when I up. That's going okay. My tough period, right? When I start going through. And now you. Yeah. You know, like since I was like 33 to about now, like health and all of this stuff start happening with me, and then I start thinking about certain shits. Like yo, you still you feel more and more alone in certain things, and I started. That's why I started going through like bouts of the, depre- you know, that whole depression. But the way I always try to like shrug it off, I always try to like keep it pushed down a little bit because. I don't know. I think that I don't know. The way I see it is like you have to go through enough things. I look at it like a pension, you know, what I'm saying a pension fund is like when you deal with these these emotions, you deal with this, you know, all of this shit. It's like to me, after uh-huh. some time of going through some stuff, then I can tap into that. It's like but people who I, I hear this from a lot of people who when I know them, like if I know them, know them, it's like, bro, it's not that it's not that bad. You know what I'm saying? It's not that bad. It gets better from here, or it can always get worse from here. Because I've seen, you know, both sides of it. But I don't know everybody's life is a little bit different.
1: Yeah, and I think too, mental health also has also had such a negative stigma around it. I think it's getting better, but there is a real negative stigma around therapy. Mm. And like you know, just I, mental I, I, health
0: I, I, in general. I don't so, know. I tried. I tried therapy. It um, didn't work for me. It was a disconnect. I tried it.
1: I mean, look. There's a, a there's a bunch of reasons why it couldn't have worked. Mm-hmm. Maybe it wasn't the right therapist. I've had therapists that are awful, and then I've had therapists that are amazing. Um, I think too. Sometimes you have to be mm-hmm. in the right headspace to mm-hmm. receive. Yeah, that type of stuff. Also. I don't know.
0: I, it's, you know what it is? I think it's, um, just, it's such a, it's such a it has a bad thing, especially amongst Black people. Is because usually we, I know with my family, it's like telling a stranger your business. Yeah, not, not even so much with the right, family. It's just It's just like telling I'm a stranger to to your everything business everything That whole thing of telling somebody else. Something, somebody who don't know you, somebody whatever. Like if usually when if I need counsel or something, I'll go to somebody who really knows me. Why go vent to somebody who I who I can trust? But I don't know this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's always in the back of my mind too. It's like I don't know this guy. So why should I tell him my business? Why should I tell him him my
2: business?
0: You know what I'm saying? So so I, you know, and plus. Like you said, like we talked, touched on earlier about yeah, the mistrust of doctors that. and the mistrust of the medical, you know, of of you know of medicine. It's like it dates back to that too. It's like you tell these people something; you're supposed to have trust in them, and then they trust. So you know, I think all of that shit kind of goes hand in hand. You know, have um
1: yeah, I, I don't know that. how we
0: got here, but. <laughs> But I exist <laughs> was it but I wanted to talk also It was a fun to journey on, um, because like I said uh with COVID shutting things down obviously it's the elephant in the room um and it stopped we touched on earlier talking about how it stopped people's momentum and stuff like but for that period that it's it appeared that your momentum in your career is on an upswing did you find some type of solid you finally were able to like kind of exhale as they say as they, so to speak when everything's starting to get better you're getting more recognition it seemed like your career was starting to really start to take off like how did that feel even for the, you know, what did you think because I mean I was extremely happy for you for you getting your Netflix um, feature and everything like that it's like how did that feel that period albeit short
2: well
1: You know, it felt like, it felt like I was, you know... At that time, I think I was doing stand-up, like, 16 years. So, it felt like, well, this is finally paying off. And, like, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: it's going... I'm gonna, you know, hopefully get to that next level. Um... So, it did feel good to, like, my hard work finally paid off. And I felt like I was in a really good place. And then this pandemic hit, um... And I'm not saying that I can't get that momentum back, but, like, it does kind of just fizzle out, especially for a year. You know what I mean? We're, like... So... Right. I mean, I was glad that I had that album that I taped two years ago that I could put something out.
0: Which is dope, um, by the way.
1: During the pandemic. So that was, like, helpful. Um, Thank, Thank you. Um... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I guess I just feel like you know I'm gonna have to rebuild a bit, and mm-hmm. there is also something too to just kind of working on other stuff, you know, besides just stand up. So
0: going
2: to Yeah, I am just, working on putting a fiction, book out. Fiction.
0: No, Yo, it's that, just it's It's just me trolling dudes on dating Tindor sites. or something. or so yeah.
1: Yeah, I had it. I changed the name though because, like, I think there was a. I know Nikki had done mm-hmm. something like that on her show years ago. I, I didn't know this. My manager looked into okay. it. Okay. All
2: right. So That's I did good. change
1: the name to uh, OK Stupid. Right, right. Like, kind of like a rip on OK Cupid. Um, but yeah, just. Mm. What's funny is like I was not in a great place When I started doing that a couple of years ago And it really you know brought why because so much joy wait, wait, Just wait, seeing wait, how stupid guys are
0: Yes T- To get pussy the yes level, The because level you're, talk- you're, you're talking willing to, the heart to put up on. with when You're is texting just... those guys back and forth, You're texting their dick You're not texting their brain Their dick is responding <laughs> <laughs> They don't give a fuck
1: I know but it's like even I get that right. But at some point, if somebody's saying some of the stuff I've said to people, even us having sex, you have to be a little weary to have sex with somebody who's saying such crazy
0: stuff. We always think, because then this the person fact.
1: could potentially <laughs> be a problem in your life. <laughs> I know, but some of it was like against their best interest. Yeah. Like I remember, I told one guy I was interning Oof. at the KKK, and he was a black dude. And he was into it He did not care He wasn't like Damn. outraged by it He just asked if we could hook up another day Like, And if I didn't see that with my own he's eyes He's probably one of those he's,
2: he's I, I guy don't guy think I heart.
1: would have believed it It's interesting No, I was just going to say it's, I think the one lesson from it is like You know how women are always like you Know, should I call him? Should I sleep with him? What's he gonna think? It's like these, it's like, stop being so hard on yourself. These dudes are will fuck you no matter what. Like, it doesn't matter how many times you call him, or I mean, I guess don't be obsessive, but like, right, just right. you know, women are sometimes so like following rules. It, it's just like none um, of that don't. matters.
0: It, and it would actually, these dudes actually don't care. It's like a lot no. great deal of guys don't would i care yeah i had standards when i was single but it was it was a period of time where you know you, you you're horny you're almost willing to put up with anything <laughs> yeah, it's 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 insane but
1: it's so yeah, but crazy that gets, that gets tiresome care that much after a while sometimes
0: some off. guys want some excitement in <laughs> it's like, look, I don't. It gets lonely. It gets lonely. It's like, look, I look. I've been in those spaces. I can some, see um, that, but like you're striking out everywhere. You can't meet. You can't hook up with nobody. There's no one in your immediate. Like, there's nobody in your speed dial. Nothing. You know. You understand what I'm saying? And
1: it... I understand what you're saying. It just seems so crazy to bring a crazy look, person I can't, into your I life can't just to fucking... hook up
0: once. Defend it. I don't know. I don't he probably was that guy was probably one of those black dudes that's into white girls calling them niggas. I mean I can during sex. This no
1: I don't know if that's true. I don't even think that's true. I think dudes just Mm want to bang. I convinced I had told another black dude Mm -hmm. that I was also African American. And he wasn't like, what? He's just like, oh, well, it's, uh, you know, I've always wanted a strong black woman. I mean, this is a picture of a woman. Oh, yeah. the, my picture that I was using <laughs> was like a blonde hair, blue eyed girl. <laughs> but, I mean, there are some
0: black women. I mean, that it, just look like the level of hair hair I mean, there was but one like conversation There was no, like, maybe.
1: Okay, sure. There are some women that have blonde hair and blue eyes. Like I did say that to another guy, and another guy was like, "What?" <laughs> but there was also this other guy that was like, "Yeah, I'm looking for a strong black woman." But like, had I have blue eyes and blonde hair in the picture, But right. there's like He's very little chance princess, that I could possibly be African
0: American. But then that, but then that would intrigue me. I, that would intrigue me. You saying, yeah, reply-
1: I mean, I asked no. one guy. To br- uh, look, Come on! Somebody, that, was, that was shit crazy I and see, lying to you off the real, bat. Like for real, like I'm looking it, at a
0: picture like, of a white woman. But then it's like you're saying I'm a I'm a black woman. It's like really now I want to meet you.
1: But you I, wouldn't have you wouldn't have, have any follow-up questions like nah, how are that. you like he didn't have. None yeah, of those none questions. Of not like, oh, you know or is your What if he was a white guy and using a black like, guy's picture? Yeah, you know, like none of that. That's
0: true. I don't think uh,
1: dudes are trolling. I think dudes on there really want to fuck. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's you. You're you're coming from a I sober have zero mind You're to talking to guys, guys on the internet with with fucking blue balls. They're not they're completely incapacitated.
1: Yeah, I guess, but just like the level of crazy that I've said to some of these people, where there's—and look, some of them will eventually like tune out, and and they'll stop talking. You definitely do that shit. But you really have to push them pretty far. But that's what I'm saying. It's like so. That's what I'm gonna focus on. I'm gonna focus on doing that. It's gonna be that. a, call, like a then coffee then, like, table book. I get back <laughs> like to it, I'll start doing good door shows. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's gonna be a signed reading for like fifth graders.
2: Put it in. Put it in. Sex
0: Let's see head. if I get it It'll into. It'll sex
1: ed. No, yeah, a coffee book.
0: Talk about the dangers of online yeah. dating.
1: I mean, some of the things are so crazy yeah there was one guy that like I lied there was one guy that I got so mad at me because he, he told me a lie about something in his life that was like not really a lie mm-hmm. it was so fucking dumb though. something about convincing someone about air conditioners working a different way and then I told him I had um an 18 year old kid that I didn't tell the father really? and he went like nuts on me he was like, why would you do that? Why would you not tell this person? Yeah. I was like, well, we both, you both, you told me you were into lying. I mean, he went he got so mad at me at the end. He's like, this is too much. He's like, I'm just like supposed to tell
0: it.' And fuck. he got his morals involved. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I, I yeah. think he thought he was gonna because he, he said yeah. he likes lying to people no. and playing jokes. And I was like, well, hey, I was like, "Isn't this a funny joke?" And then he was like, "No, Oh my that's God. not funny. Why would you not tell the the father?" It's, it's no fun when
0: a rabbit got the gun. No.
1: Well, yeah, I think he uh, he didn't
0: know what <laughs> so, he was in for. Put out so <laughs> so you're gonna have a book out. You already have the uh, album out. Which is dope. Um, what what are, what are going to be your goals when everything opens back up outside of you know? performing inside outside of your book your, your your new york times bestseller my book that it will be. <laughs>
2: um
1: you know um i've been trying to sell this pilot that i wrote with sarah for a while we have like that's a great. producer that's interested and we're gonna hopefully start pitching that um yeah, you know, just work do on my new, new hour and hopefully I can take a special well, maybe sometime next with, year. But,
0: well, if you planned on doing a special, I'm just this is a business question. Um, so since you did something with Netflix, would you would your special then have to be with Netflix if yeah. you decided to film one?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Is it one of those deals?
1: Um, it wouldn't it wouldn't have to be. I think okay. they have like a six month period where they have the option. I guess oh, good shit. But uh, Patton Oswalt was gonna direct my special last year, so so hopefully you know I could work on the
0: tape it in the, the, the Bronx and... or tape it on the gym. Hopefully tape George a special in the Bridge. next year or two. You know, <laughs> 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 you would jump. It's not a bad idea, yeah, have and then I would just after, jump after. What a closer would that be? <laughs> I'm a bungee test.
1: Yeah so I mean those are the things That I'm I guess working towards Is the book and putting out a new hour you Working
2: should. on that Alright well I'm gonna, you gonna let you too. go
0: Cause I know I know you got other things you have to be doing right now But I appreciate you giving me your time This was, a, this was dope I always enjoy talking to you yeah, Oh it
1: was so fun I hope I always so enjoyed too talking I hope I'll and to you. Hopefully sometime. I'll see you at the seller soon yeah, they're opening. Yeah. They're opening back I I miss, in I, I think miss, April.
0: Uh, hanging out like that's one thing I've realized so. with, uh, going into the city now. Um, since I've started going back, because I'm just now starting to get booked for shows again. Like I got a couple coming up next week or whatever, and um, I have to get used to hanging out late again. Because since I've been in the house, I fall asleep at nine o'clock. I fall. I wake up early. It's like no. but yes. You know. Um. I hung out yep. until twelve the other night. And I was like, "Oof!" Felt like I worked out. I was like,
1: <laughs> "Yeah, it's, it's uh yeah, it has been nice to be uh, home at nine o'clock at night." But you'll know, you come you know, back
0: you into it. it. I know Sometimes I will five, too. Like, I, I used to we used to hang out in the cellar, getting into a, an argument or a debate with somebody, and we would be up all night. And I guess those are the fun. Those are the things that a lot of people took for granted. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people take for granted. They took performing for granted and stuff. But yeah, everything will be fine. God willing. But uh, all right. Everything well, thanks for your out. time, Adrian. I appreciate it, sis. God willing, you said you've been. Yeah, no problem. Uh, to let the people know what they. Of can Of course. Find thanks you, for having us. Was a lot uh, of fun. Anything else you want to? You know.
1: um follow me on instagram adrian at adrian appalucci uh check out baby skeletons that's
0: my right, album dope. and uh um,
1: yeah. that's you, really guys. it
0: this has been another episode of the ignit negus podcast i'm your host as always ibrahim khalif and uh be out thanks sis appreciate it have a good night Peace.